welcome to Daily Whispers. I am Kara Bradley, super excited to bring you episode 500. Oh my gosh, I cannot believe I've been talking for 500 episodes. I want to thank you for being here. I want to thank you for keeping me excited and enthusiastic about sharing what is streaming through me and how I feel called to light up the world. We all have our own calling. For me, most importantly, it's sharing my insights and my sense of what is happening inside and around us to inspiring you to wake up to your life, your precious life, to not let one day go by without checking in with yourself, without listening to what is coming through you. That is it, my friend, because if we all do that, then we make the world a better place. Then we share our unique gifts, our unique expression and creativity with the world, and we inspire others to do as well. For this 500th episode, I decided to bring back episode number one. I re-listened to it this morning, and I thought that there was some great stuff there. And what I'm excited about is that what I talk about really hasn't changed much. Of course, it has taken on different meanings, and I've gone deeper in different ways, but this will give you a root understanding of why I do what I do and why it is so incredibly important to take care of ourselves, to take care of our own mental fitness, our own awareness, our own self-care practices, first and foremost. Enjoy episode number one. It's a little longer than my usual seven minutes or less, so you can listen to it in bits and spurts. Hey everyone, welcome to episode one of On the Verge. I'm your host, Kara Bradley, and I'm super pumped to get this party started. My intention for this podcast is to explore what it means to experience life fully, to get to know what's holding us back from doing so, and what it feels like to be present and fully alive. And lastly, what it means to live with high-definition clarity and high-voltage vitality. So there's a lot in there, and there's a lot that we're going to unpack over the weeks and months and maybe even years ahead. Today, I'm just going to give you an overview of what it means to live on the verge, what I spend my days and my nights doing and teaching and writing about and contemplating in my own life. And then we'll end with a short practice, and we'll be on our way back to our lives in no time. So thank you. I'm so honored to be here with you, and I look forward to making this a conversation, not just uh, me speaking into a microphone, but a, a conversation about how we show up in these precious lives that we have and live from the deepest, most essential experience possible. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about how I came to all of this. I had an experience when I was 19. I was a college track runner, and I was running in my last college race. 
I was a mediocre runner at best. And so I approached this last race in a different way than I had approached in the past. I went off on my own before my race. I ran the 800 and I took a slow warm-up jog. And this is something I had never done before. Usually I was fooling around with my teammates and my coach would say, okay, you've got a couple of minutes and I throw on my spikes and do a couple of short sprints. But on this day, I went off on my own and I took a warm-up jog and I started to think about my pretty mediocre track career. And I said to myself, you know, why don't you just go on, on top? Why don't you just beat your personal record? You haven't done so in a while. And so during this jog, I started to repeat to myself over and over again, personal best, personal best, personal best. And so by the time I stepped up to the starting line, I was clear. I remember it vividly. I was felt so different. I stood on that starting line. I remember the track was red and I remember smelling the spring air and the sun. And I remember the gun going off and I took off and I don't remember much about the first lap, but I do remember the second lap. And so what I vividly remember is that I felt really light and clear which was very different than the way I usually felt, which was filled with doubt and pain. I do remember passing our best mid-distance runner and saying to myself, wow, she must be having a really bad day because I just flew right by her. And I do remember passing others and finishing in third place. And my teammates jumped on me. And I had no idea what happened until I looked up at the clock and saw that I had shaved six, six seconds off my 800, which is unheard of in the college arena. And it goes to show you kind of how middle of the pack I really was. Well, in a moment, I became an elite runner, but it was my last race. And so while I felt really excited that I had beat my personal record, Within a heartbeat, this wave of disappointment came over me. And I thought, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You waited till your last race to show up. I waited to my last race to reach in and pull out the strength that had always been in there. I waited until my last race, to become the elite runner that had always been in me. And so from that day forward, it sent me on my search. I'm very grateful for that race. I'm grateful because it started my quest for understanding what happened to me during that race. What did I do or not do to realize my potential in that way? What happened to enable me to feel that clear and confident to help me step beyond doubt and fear that had often just imprisoned me during competition? What happened to me during that race and how do I do it again on purpose in every area of my life? So that race lit a fire under me. And it sent me on my search. 
And over the years in my 20s, I did everything under the sun to try to recreate and re-experience that very ordinary sense of aliveness that I experienced on the track that day. And so I bungee jumped and I walked on hot coals with Tony Robbins. It was awesome. And I sat in sweat lodges and I jumped off of rope swings and I studied the great world religions and I went in search high and low for how to feel this sense of aliveness that really lit me up during that track race. And so years later, I found yoga. I found yoga and meditation, and I felt like I was starting to get close. And not only was I starting to experience this aliveness and this wakefulness again, but that there was also a long history of people that have experienced this through these practices. So I wasn't out there just on my own. I actually had some guidance, which was really, really helpful. And so what I hope to offer you all and what I write about in my blogs and what I wrote about in my book on The Verge is a pathway, a proven pathway, not just my proven pathway, but the pathway of millions of people that have walked these paths as well. The pathway that points us to how to experience our most natural state of aliveness, how to start to recognize where we're blocked, how we shut down, what holds us back, and when and where and how we show up and we shine in life. So there's so much ahead of us, and I'm so excited to take this journey with you and to explore and experience this. So before we end, I want to give you a little bit of a framework of what The Verge is and how I came about naming this podcast and naming the book and naming my yoga center, Verge Yoga. So The Verge has a real important uh part in, to play in, in this conversation. Years after my race, my husband went on a trek or a trip to the Ecuadorian Amazon, and he spent a few weeks with an indigenous community down there. And it was life-changing for him. And when he came home, he was telling me about it. And very casually, he was telling me about how they would often ride down the rivers and ride down all these tributaries and they would stop on these little junctures of land where the rivers met. So oftentimes they'd stop and they'd pause at these spots of land where ecosystems came together, right? You can imagine the the converging of rivers. Well, it's been proven that on these these spots, on these junctures of land, that animal life and wildlife thrive right? Animal life and wildlife are at their most diverse and they flourish right there. And when he told me that, he didn't even realize what he was saying. I was like, whoa, 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 wait a second. You mean that if I stood right there at that place, I would thrive? I would flourish? And, you know, he said, I don't know. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait. And this place is called The Verge. 
The verge is where two rivers meet. It's where ecosystems come together and it's where life thrives. And being this human potential junkie that I have become and became since my race when I was 19, I was all over it. I was like, wait a second. Okay, so if I find a verge and I stand on a verge, you mean I'm going to thrive. Where is the verge? Is there a verge near me? Is it a spot? Is it a place? Can someone show me where it is? And so again, I went on this search and this quest about how to experience my life fully, how to show up and feel awake and alive. And so again, in my own search, in my own questioning, in my own experimenting, I went to look for where do we th truly thrive? Is it a state? Is it a, is it a discipline? And after more uncovering and more excavating and more deepening in my own practices, I recognize that the verge can be a place, but it is also a state. It's our most natural state. And we fall back into our most natural state, the essential state of who we are when we're present. And so this moment, this very moment is the verge. Between a moment ago and a moment from now, this experience of being awake and alive right now is where we thrive. When I'm here in my life, fully engaged and present, open and available to whatever's happening, I shine. And so we can practice this. We can practice living on the verge. We can practice being awake and engaged in our lives. And we can do this practice in so many ways. And this is what we're going to talk about in the weeks ahead. We can practice it through simple breath work. We can practice it by just noticing where we are. We can practice it by being in stillness or in silence or by moving our bodies. We can practice showing up by being with each other. We can practice it by being alone. And so showing up in this moment, being fully available for whatever life has to offer us is how we show up right in the moment, right on the verge. And this is where we shine, folks. We do everything better when we're in the present, when we're not bogged down by the past, by when we're not anticipating the future, when we're not covered up by past conditioning or or old grudges that we're holding on to, and when we're not sucked into drama and doubt and fear. So I know there's a lot there. I know I've kind of just dumped a whole lot at you at once. I want to wake up. I want to show up. I want to shine in this life that I have. I want to experience every moment fully and not miss this 
this gift that I've been given of this life. So let's do this together. Let's go on this journey together, slowly, carefully, skillfully. Let's start to, as we say at Verge Yoga, unblock, unfold, and unleash that natural state of brightness, of creativity, of compassion and connectiveness that we all have inside of us. That's just waiting to burst through us, through all of the confines of, of our conditioning. And so for today, I leave you with just a simple, simple practice that we can all do. And that's just a simple practice I call stop, take five, and experience. So right now, if you can, pause. Even if you're driving, you can pause, kind of pause your thinking, and count five deep breaths. So let's do that together. Why not? So let's pause. And place your attention on your breath and take a deep breath in and a full breath out. Inhale. Exhale. Breathe in. Breathe out. Two more. Inhale. Exhale. Inhale. Exhale. And now just pause for one more moment and notice. Notice your surroundings. Notice what you see. Notice what you hear. Notice if there's a smell, if you're smelling anything. Notice if you're tasting or lack of taste. Notice what you're touching or what's what's touching you. Notice for a moment this moment of your life, this present moment. Just pausing to experience it. We so rarely just stop and smell the roses. This is where we're most powerful. This is where we connect. This is where we create. This is where we feel most alive. And so the simple practice, stop, take five, and experience. You can do it anytime, anywhere. And so I invite you, before you listen to our next episode, to stop, to pause, to show up, and check out your world a little bit more every day. Mm-hmm.